Okay, I want to share something from Psalm 46. I, I feel to start there. Um, just to, as by way of introduction, I guess. Um, my name's San. Sorry, how rude of me. I didn't introduce myself right at the start. Many of you know me, but those watching in, if you, you have no clue who we are, what we're all about, or you don't even know who Jesus is, but you're, you find yourself tapping into this stream this morning. I pray, we pray together that you'd encounter this Jesus that we've all come to know and love and trust because he's changed us. So hi, I'm San. <laughs> Good to almost meet you. Um, I, I want to I remind us that Psalms are packed full of emotions. I think so often we, we worry or we fear, or we try to hide back or hold back. But as my brilliant mother-in-law reminds me time and time again, or has reminded me over the years that his shoulders are much broader than us. He can carry whatever we're feeling. He can carry all of our mess, all of our shame, all of our guilt, whatever we're going through. And Psalm shows us this, a, a book packed full of emotions. These prayers or, or songs, praises, songs of victory, of pain, of sorrow, confusion, frustration, faith, big faith, despair and hope. Like it's all in there. It's all in there. Basically, it's human hearts that are cracked open and raw and real and honest before their creator. And that's the same for us thousands of years on. How David and the other psalmist wrote, I believe these are, I love that the psalms are bang in the middle of our Bible, that we can say, man, whatever we, however we find ourselves, there's an emotion that, that God is, is, is familiar with like, and he's okay with and, and he can transform and he can be with and he can meet you in that place. So I want to read Psalm 46. If you have a Bible, it'll come up on the, on the screen here as well. Psalm 46, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It starts by saying, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter, but he utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I want to zoom in on verse 10 and 11, really. This whole psalm is incredible, but I want to zoom in on verse 10 and 11. 11. It's something that I felt not only through this pandemic and through the season of life we find ourselves, but I, I felt this throughout my Christian journey, really. Just this phrase, be still. Be still and know. And it's kind of come through the worship as well. 
I didn't know what Mark was preparing today. And, but it's, it's that sense of, as well, he wants to bring us to a place of rest where we can breathe, be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know because I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Then we see this phrase, this little word, Selah. This Hebrew term subtly mentioned, it's three times here, these little breaks throughout this song, throughout this psalm. Selah, this phrase of stopping. It's, it's, it's profound, it's huge, it's transformative if we fully grasp it and understand it. It's a Hebrew word which literally means to pause, to reflect, to think, to think back upon what has just been said or read or sung. An intentional pause for reflection. Another definition calls it to praise. To stop, to think, to pause, but to praise. So it's, it's almost like we're stopping, we're thinking, we're reflecting. We're looking back at what we've just sung. It's like, hang on, what have I just sung? Because if that's true, that's incredible. And that's what leads us to be in awe and, 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 and to, to understand God's glory and greatness and to praise him, regardless of what we go through, because we look back and we sing stuff like the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Oh man, that's incredible. You know, giving space to intentionally reflect like this is often the place where God gives us his perspective. I don't know about you, but through the scramble of life, you can fuss around and scramble around and get all kind of anxious and worried. But when we pause and we stop and we reflect, it's often where God gives us his perspective, which ultimately trumps mine, which trumps ours. One psalmist said that I've learned to quiet and still my soul. I think it's in the short Psalm 131. I've learned to quiet and still my soul. What an incredible discipline. What about you? What about me? What about us? What does that look like in our lives? Have you learned, have I learned to quiet and still my soul? Just have a think for a minute. What does that look like for you? Have you learned this discipline? Do we create this space to intentionally stop and, and think? I, I know we can do it when things go well. We can go, oh man, it feels like my the internal world is on a holiday right now. It's on vacation and I, I'm learning just to rest and bask in God's presence. But these really aren't the realities of Psalms often. In the, in the heat of battle, in the fierceness of battle, in worry and calamity, in death and destruction, these Psalmists say, I have learned how to quiet and still my soul. You know, the, the Psalmists are good at helping us ponder the deep realities and truths of God. Helping us understand God, regardless of what life looks like. They help us learn how to speak to ourselves. We see that from the psalmists. We see the psalmist say, be still, be at rest. Remember the benefits that the Lord has given me. You speak into oneself, be at rest, be still. To not allow the many twists and turns, ups, downs, highs, lows of life to define Ultimately, how we think and how we behave, it's so easy to let, let how we think define that like our own limited perspective, our feelings can be so fickle. 
It's, it's good to have feelings. They're godly. It's good to have emotions. Like we want to be a church that encourage people, feel things, feel things deeply. God gives us this kind of navigation unit within us to feel emotions, grief and sadness and joy and pain. We need to feel things. But the danger is we can be defined by them. We react, right? I, I, I do. I react to fear. I react to anxiety and disappointment and disillusionment and, and, angst and worry uh, and pain. We're human beings. You're a human being. God is at work in your heart. It's not like you come to Jesus and he zaps you and suddenly you're never going to experience a negative emotion. That's just not the reality. But we can take our emotions to him. We can take our emotions like Psalms show us. We bring them before God. And this season right now, right, is showing us all kinds of emotions, right? And maybe you're feeling stuff that you've never felt before. I, I said to a friend of mine yesterday, literally in the last few months, I've felt things that I don't think I've ever felt before. Like emotions that have come out that I'm like, man, I, I feel, I'm feeling things in a different way. It can feel odd, the unknown, the uncertainty, plans being disrupted, life plans being disrupted, changed, family plans, hiccups, holidays, like, like a co first world problems, what I'm about to say right now. But a common thing we've just been saying it with some friends this morning, it's like we're trying to kind of stay separate from one another. We're trying to do all we can just so we can have a break, so we can get away on that holiday somewhere, wherever it might be. First world problems, right? But you might be the same. You might be experiencing stuff, man, you've never felt before. Maybe not negative, maybe full of joy. Like, if that's the case, then amazing. But, but I felt things so deeply, and I felt my soul be so troubled over the last few months. And I'm realizing that God knows that because it's throughout his wonderful book. It's throughout the Psalms. God knows. The psalmists, they get to places where it's like, my bones are broken. I feel like dust within. I'm a wretch. And God, you've done this. You know, people pointing the finger back to God. And he seems to be okay and not just zap them with lightning. He seems to be okay. As Mark's led us this morning, because he's a loving father and he wants to draw us to himself. Holidays cancelled, connections disrupted. I know friends of mine are desperately lonely right now. Maybe that's you. Maybe you feel desperately lonely, disappointed. Maybe you're just bored, stupid. God knows. And it's all too easy to be defined by what's going, going on in us, around us, to us. Like it's all too easy. So I want to ask, where do we turn when life does feel shaky and uncertain? When, when, when it might feel a little out of control or a little overwhelming? Come on, let's be, let's be honest, right? Sometimes maybe, maybe you don't experience those emotions, but many will. Emotions are just feeling completely overwhelmed. Like I'm, I'm at my wit's end. Where do you go? Where do you turn? When you're consumed by troubles and anxieties, we need to learn to say la, to stop, to pause, to think, to reflect on God. 
to be still and know this phrase, be still and know that I am God. And I feel, I feel this has been a reminder for me. And maybe that's what you need to hear this morning. Maybe you've checked in this morning. You're like, no, it's not relevant for me, but maybe just one of you, maybe just someone is saying, man, I need to hear this. Be still and know that I'm God. You know, this morning, when I was just going over some notes with a coffee at home, my good friend Wayne texted me. And um, he just said, in his text, he just said, I've just been praying for you, been thinking about you. And I just feel like you need to know that you're not alone. And you need to, you need to rest, you need to breathe, and you need to be still. And it's like, oh God, thank you, you see me. <laughs> Through the words of my friend, God spoke through him, encouraged me, and I want to encourage you. Maybe that's you today. Be still and know that God is God. You know, for me personally, a good way to describe myself right now is restless. Um, and if my wife is watching this, you know, darling, you know this full well. I can't even sit and watch a film at the moment. I'm up. I'm antsy. I'm checking things. Did I do that? Did I make that note? Have I done this? Have I checked that? Have I, 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 she's just like, just sit still. We're not going to keep catching you up to speed with what's going on in the film. I know this is a lame example, but even that, I, I feel restlessness defines me a little bit. I feel restless. But you know what? When I think back across my life, um, I can't remember how old I am, actually. I think I'm 45, 46, 45, something like that. And getting on now. But when I look back across my life, do you know if I'm honest, hand on heart, restlessness is something that's pretty much defined me. And, and it's weird. I, I don't know where it comes from, but I know God wants me to be still. God wants you to be still and know. You know, the definition of restlessness is unable to rest or relax as a result of anxiety or boredom. And I know that's a Pretty basic uh, definition, unable to relax or rest as a result of anxiety or boredom. Some some other associated words. I'm just going to read these slowly. Uh, Maybe some of you might go, oh, that's me. Because when I read these, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can notice these. One word for restlessness is fidgety. Fidgety, just, just fidgety. Edgy, twitchy. Nervy, jittery, agitated. <laughs> Anyone shout bingo yet? You got them all. Uptight, impatient, tense, disturbed, unsettled, uncomfortable. And quite honestly, this is the one that defines me weird. <laughs> a little weird. A little weird. <laughs> I know that can, that can feel like my life at times. If, if only you could get inside my head. <laughs> a little weird restlessness about being antsy you know the phrase like a cat on a hot tin roof just feel like man i can't settle and for me if i'm if i'm true to myself this amplifies when the pressure's on when life is complex challenging tough when i feel a little overwhelmed and uncertain this amplifies this restlessness amplifies but 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 The amazing thing is, alongside all of this, alongside all of my little limited frailty, is this gentle reminder, this whisper often of God. And it's been throughout my Christian life, throughout my following of Jesus, throughout this season, throughout the last few months, 
be still and know. Although there's crazy town that's going on in my head, be still and know that I'm God. You see, restlessness is actually a lack of trust in God, ultimately. This, this soul restlessness is a lack of trust and security often in God, acknowledging that he's in control. We need to, we need to understand that. This God that we worship, this good father, this wonderful loving father is in full and total control. He created all things. He's before all things. He's the God of the universe. He's everywhere present. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. He's in control. He sees it all beginning and end. Our lives, my little life here on earth, the Bible says it's like a vapor, a whisper, and it's gone. And then we're with him forever. He sees it all. He sees your life. He sees you, what you're going through. And he loves you. And he adores you. He has a plan. He has a purpose. And his purpose is much greater than our limited understanding and our limited understanding of purpose. We see this far. It's hard doing this with a microphone. But, you know, God sees like can't stretch wide enough. God sees everything beginning and end. Restlessness is really a sign of control that says, man, if I can control this outcome, if I just get this, if I finish this, if I close this off, if I do this, it's important to do things well, but you understand what I mean. It it kind of means that everything's going to work out okay. Everything will be okay. But now more than ever, we are seeing that we are quite literally not in control. You are not in control of your life. God is. God is. You're in his loving hands. And he has a wonderful purpose for you. And God says, in it all, be still and know me. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be seen in the earth. This is huge. Friends, the best place we can go when we feel out of control is to the one who is 100% in full control. So when you feel out of control, run to the one who is in full control. I, you, we, together, we need to rest secure in him. The first verse of this Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. One definition says, or a well-proved help in trouble. Like Boosie said in her testimony, he's been faithful before. He's well-proved. You can look back, even in your calamity, in your confusion and pain and anxiety. Right now you can say, but he's well-proved. He's proved himself to me before. He's well-proved. He is faithful. He's proved himself faithful. Therefore, verse 2, we will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. It can feel like this. In our little slice of history, COVID is wrecking like it's running rampant. A lot of the team have had it. A lot of my friends have had it. Man, it's, it's, it seems everywhere again. But it can feel like, the, like through fear, the earth is giving way. The mountains are being moved. Exaggeration, what I'm saying, but you know. Verse six, the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. This word totter means the kingdoms are unstable. They're feeble compared to God. They're insecure. They're shaky. They're on shaky ground. They actually give way. But he utters his voice and the earth melts 
But then verse 7 and 11, like we've already read, this incredible Selah moment looks back because he says, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This, my friends, has to put everything in perspective. God is with us. I mean, think about this. God is with us. It feels like a theme we've been looking at over the weeks. God is with us. God is with us. Not just Christmas. God is with us. One translation, the NASB says, the Lord of armies is with us. So not only God, although that's awesome enough, like the God of heaven and earth, but millions upon millions upon millions, heavenly host, angels, heavenly host, the God of armies is with us. The Lord all-powerful is with us. The message says the God of angel armies protects us. The International Children's Bible And if you want to hear anything from anyone, it's children. The Lord of heaven's armies is with us. Friends, the God of heaven and earth, the creator, the sustainer of all things, the all-powerful one is with me, he's with you, he's with us. Selah, let's rest, let's pause, let's glory in that, let's be in awe of that. He's our refuge. Not only is he with us, but he's our refuge. He provides safety and shelter. He's the place we run to and hide when the storms of life rage. He's our fortress. Definition of fortress, I love this. A personal thing that's not susceptible to outside influence or disturbance. That's our God. That's our King. He is not susceptible for any outside disturbance. any outside influence. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will not change. He's always faithful. He's always good. He's always pure. He's always just. He's always loving. He will not be changed. God is our fortified place. No external force affects him. So he is our permanent place where we find help and hope and healing and rest and sanctuary and refuge and defense and protection and strength. He's also the place where we find strength. We hide in him, we find safety in him and sanctuary and security, but we also run to him for strength. As we trust in the Lord, we'll renew our strength. When we wait on the Lord, we'll renew our strength. He is the place where we'll find strength. He provides both safety and strength. And to experience them, we need to be still and know. Be still and know that God is God. Hey, Mark, do you want to come and close us out in a in a song as we worship him a, a, again? But I, just as Mark's getting ready, I want to give us this encouragement, this application, if you like. Friends, what does it look like to create Selah moments in our lives where we hit pause, where we stop and we think and we reflect upon the beauty of Christ, who he is, what he's done, what he's like. In turn, as we do this, as we create breaks, as we stop, as we think throughout the days, don't just treat it as one-off moments, but throughout your day, maybe you can set reminders on your phone, set reminders throughout the day that little alarms will go off where you'll just stop. You'll say, you'll pause, you'll think back again, uh, how faithful he's been, how, how wonderful he's been, how loving he's been, which in turn will transform how we think, give us a wider perspective. 
and it ultimately draws us closer to Jesus, opens us up to hear his voice, to catch his heart and to experience his presence. So I want to just ask you, what does life look like? How's your heart? How's your heart? Be still. Be still and know that God is God. He's with you. He's with you. I want to close by reading this psalm, a few verses from a psalm, and then hand over to Mark. Psalm 62, verse 5 to 8. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is our refuge for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are a refuge. I thank you that you are our hope, our healing, our wholeness, our hiding place, but our strength. Help us learn to be still and know that you are God. So let's look to him again.